0: pray. Father, thank you for tonight or this afternoon we can worship you and study your word. Lord, thank you for your work that you do in our lives, and Lord, you are, you're the good shepherd. You know your sheep. Um, you know when we wander off. We, you know when we stumble, when we get dirty, when we get injured, and, and you have a way, Lord, of, uh, of finding us. Of, of taking care of us of um, healing those wounds and of carrying us sometimes God of, and as, as your sheep Lord uh, we're grateful for that because we don't always know how we should go and uh, we're just grateful that you are a very good shepherd uh, who takes care of us and sometimes we, we lose sight of who you are or what you're doing and we get discouraged or distracted and uh, let us remember Lord that you are the good shepherd and that you laid down your life for the sheep and that no wolf can get to us without having to go through you and so we're grateful for that as well so as your sheep we say thank you Lord we pray your blessing on our time in your word I pray that you would as you told Jeremiah to put your words in my mouth Holy Spirit, I pray that you would speak uh, tonight to our hearts and encourage us and teach us about Jesus. In His name, we pray. Amen. <clears throat> if you have your Bibles, we're in the Book of Ephesians, and uh, we're going to couple just take a couple verses uh, tonight and uh, um, take a look at a few verses. actually I'm going to borrow this oh yeah here we go all right so yeah Ephesians chapter 5 and we're going to be looking at verses 15 to 17 Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 17. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk, oh wait, that was 17, wasn't it? Okay, how about I just at the end of the chapter? <laughs> okay. Um, and do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. Now, in this last section, there's a couple things that Paul is doing, and he's setting up for the spirit-filled life at the end of the chapter, and the ideas of the end of the chapter carry on, it carries on through the rest of the book, basically. He's going to focus on, on what is called a wise walk. What does it mean to walk wisely? Okay? And then he's going to talk about the spirit-filled walk, and that spirit-filled walk will affect uh, relationships. He continues to be subject to one another and then wives love your husbands hus- husbands love you love your you love your uh, your wife wait husbands love right wives husbands husbands wife i got that straight just as the ch- okay. he continues on for that okay we're not going to cover that tonight but i'm just going to give you sort of an idea of what's coming the whole relationship thing ha- the whole husband and wife and family unity all that that flows out of a spirit-filled walk okay but tonight He's going to teach us how to walk wisely, Uh, which I don't know about you. There's two main things that we need in life is wisdom and the Spirit leading us, right? You come to things in life, and you ask God to give me wisdom or Holy Spirit lead me, right? You need both. Um, In verse 15, it says, Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise and the, the text there, it says, be careful, be watchful, or careful how you watch or how you look is how, how it actually says in the Greek. And there's this discussion on whether it's emphasizing the watching or the walking. And I think it's the watching. So he says, be very careful, and so if you're imagining, and this is not the sermon, this is kind of a prelude to what we're going to talk about tonight, he says, when you, when you walk in this life, knowing that we live in a fallen world, knowing that we have all these influences going on in the world, knowing that we're light in the midst of darkness, knowing that we have all kinds of things going our way, be careful how you walk. Watch where you walk. And it's kind of like when I take out, when I take out the garbage at night, I'm paranoid of snakes, okay, so I, or any critter, so I take out the garbage at night or I'm walking in the darkness on a trail, and I have my cell phone light going in front of me. I'm like this, and I'm watching very carefully. Or if I'm running, which I like to run at night all the time, I have my headlights on, and I'm constantly watching where my feet are going to be. That's the idea of watching how you walk. He says, not as unwise men, but as wise. The word there is, uh, for wisdom is so, Sophia. If you have somebody named Sophia, then you're wise. Okay? Um, um, he says, making the most of your time. And this is where we're going to get to is this idea of making the most of your time. In fact, this sermon is going to be, how do we make the most of our time? How do we make the most of our time? That's what we're going to look at tonight. How do we make the most of our time? And the idea, the word he says, making the most of our time, it's the Greek word ex agarazo. Okay? There's two Two ideas in that one word. X meaning out of. Agorazo comes from the root agora or agora, which meant marketplace. Okay, and the idea was this. And people have agoraphobia, are afraid of being out in the public, right? So the idea is this: is that when you were, um, uh, it means to to, to when you go to. How many ladies like to go shopping? Okay, that's a really dumb question. Most ladies, okay, how many ladies, when you go shopping, you like to look for bargains? Okay. How many like to get the coupons? Like, honey, don't throw away the mail. There's a coupon for fill in the blank, right? Like, I can't throw away the mail because there's often a coupon for some place that she may go shopping, but since there's a coupon, which means then she'll go shopping there. Okay. So if you had, imagine this, imagine you had a coupon for a store that's going out of business. Okay, woohoo. We have a woohoo in the background. All right. You have a coupon for a store that's going out of business, okay? Which means when you get there, the selection is going to be select because it's going to be choice and it's going to be limited, right? And you have a coupon for that, which means you're going to use that coupon to go and, 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 and kind of beat the other ladies in the door, right? To try to get, grab the stuff before somebody else does, right? It's kind of like uh, what happens? Oh, black friday right when black friday comes along and you get up at three o'clock in the morning to go shopping and to buy stuff you would not normally buy and you get in a fight with somebody at the store because they just got the last television set right anyway that doesn't happen to you guys but we read about it in the internet the point is you're buying up that stuff that's the idea in fact it's limited and so you're taking advantage of the coupon and the short supply in that store to buy up what's left right that's the idea of exorogzo or making the most of your opportunity. Does that make sense? So what Paul is saying here is, seize up any opportunity that God gives you for, re, for eternal things. The idea is, is to seize something up. Um, uh, Ecclesiastes says, uh, whatever your hand, your hand finds uh, to do... Do it with all your might, for in the grave where where you're going, there is neither working nor planning nor knowledge or wisdom. Now, he's speaking from the perspective of a human being, observing human being stuff. He says, from my perspective, when you die, you don't go shopping anymore. Dead people don't rise and go shopping at Walmart on Saturdays, right? Maybe some do. Maybe they look like they're dead, but I don't know. Um, Maybe not. So he's saying seize up the opportunity when God gives you for eternal things. There's a woman who is, as you read in Scripture, in the Gospels, who was bleeding for 12 years. And, of course, she's desperate for an answer or help. The doctors have been able to help her. Nothing's happened. She's desperate, and Jesus is there in the scene. It's surrounded by people, and she takes the most makes the most of that opportunity to sort of squeeze in. And like the lady who's trying to squeeze and grab the last pair of shoes at that one store that's going out of business, she reaches out and touches his garment and gets healed, right? She makes the most of her opportunity. Because... There's Jesus and there's huge and the whole crowd doesn't stop her. I hope I don't trip. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Come on, it would be funny, wouldn't it? Okay, you see, admit it. You, you, you seize that opportunity. He says, "Make the most of your time because the days are evil." So. Here's a question. Why is this important? Why is making the most of our time important? Well, one reason is because our eternity depends on it. Our our eternity, the future of our eternity, whether eternal bliss or eternal damnation, depends on what we do in time. How many ladies like to, okay, like to watch soap operas? Oh, yeah. Okay, what is, what do you you think, when you see this, what do you think of? These are lives. It's an hourglass. The sermon will not last an hour, okay? I'm hoping for half an hour. Okay. Now... This, um, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> Hold on, let's pause for a second, okay? <laughs> um, I am preaching. How many of you guys know Jeff Gracious from Calvary? Everyone says hi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that was kind of funny. Okay, we'll we'll do a, a church selfie, yes. Our eternity depends on how we use time, how we are using our time. That means that our time, oh, he says Jesus loves you all, that's Jeff, you know, okay. That means that time is a precious commodity. If the value, if if this, whatever, if this represents, let's say, life, that means decisions made in this life affect eternity one way or the other. And hopefully for everyone in this room, it's for, wait, where was my salvation? On this side. <laughs> this is the sheep's side. and This is the goat's side, you know, so to speak. That means it's a precious commodity. That means we want to use our time for the right things. Now, those of us who have chosen to believe in Jesus are on that right side, which is good. Um When, when we die, we won't have a chance to come back and do things over again. The, the man, uh, the rich man who, who, who kept passing by this beggar every day, um, died and went to, to Hades, went to hell. And he longed just for a drop of water, and he longed for somebody to tell his family about this place where he was at. He probably longed for a chance to even go back in time for a a brief moment to just place his faith in God, but he couldn't do that. Our eternity is dependent on how we use our time. How are you using your time? Secondly, our time is short. In fact... Scripture talks about that life is like a vapor that's like there and gone. The book of Ecclesiastes starts off by saying vanity of vanities, and the, the Hebrew word really means breath or vapor. It's, it's gone. In the span of eternity, life is short. Now, looking at this, it's going to take an hour for this hourglass to get through. But in reality, life is more like maybe this. This is only 30 seconds. Or maybe not even that. A snap of a finger. Our time is short. And because things that are in short supply are very valuable, time is very valuable. How you use your time is very valuable. In fact, Jesus says, We must work the works of him who sent me, as long as it is day, because night is coming when no one can work. In John twelve he says to to his disciples, For a little while longer the light is among you. Walk while you have the light, so that darkness will not overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. Paul says in Romans chapter 13, Do this, knowing the time that is already the hour for you to be awakened from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we first believed. How would you live your life differently if you were just giving a few days to live? If you got that notice from a doctor that says you have a very short time. Or maybe a few minutes. Too many waste their time living in the past. We're so stuck in the past and regret. We dwell in what could have happened, would have happened, and not realizing that tick-tock, 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 time is still going. I think about relationships that I have in my life that I want to patch up or relationships that I want to improve upon, and invest in while it's still day. Loved ones, family members, friends, people I care for that I want to see in heaven and be able to walk the streets of gold with Jesus and my friends. Time is important because it's short. And related to that, it's also limited. (coughs) Um... There's a start to time, and there's going to be an end to time. There's a start to our lives, and there'll be an end to our lives. I don't like visiting. I don't like visiting um, cemeteries, but they're a reminder of that. <clears throat> Everything has a time limit. Sports events have time limit, unless you watch soccer, and they seem to be go on forever and ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. movies have a time limit plays we saw Les Miserables last night wonderful, wonderful musical that was long beautiful, but it ended time is a gift and time is given differently to different people people are going to are gonna live a long time and some people are going to live a short time it's limited and we often don't know how much time we have oh I got the pause time there. There's a song that was famous by a secular band. It says, "Time is on my side," and I wonder is he is that really true? Time is limited. Time is short. And once time is gone, it's gone, right? Once it's passed, it's passed. Just like the sands in the hourglass. So go to the of <laughs> our lives. <laughs> 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 that was not planned, okay? <laughs> but once it's gone, it's gone. It's like the sands that slip through your fingers. <clears throat> you have a choice to live in the past or you have a choice to live in the present. Think about the future, but you're not there yet. There is issues with our past that affects our present. We know that. And we pray for God to, to bring us out of that. But I don't want to, I don't know about you, but I'm, as I get older in my life, I realize, hey, listen, as you get older, time seems to go by faster. It's like my father-in-law says, roll the t- toilet paper, you know, the brand new roll, it's slow, but as it gets closer to the end, it goes faster. That's what it seems like with life. When you're younger, you think, of all, you, think you have all the time in the world, don't you? You're young, you got your whole life in front of you. You think you have, your, you know, you're 16, you're 17, you're 21, you got your whole life in front of you. And little do you know that time, you're going to be 50 years old before you know it. I know. Because I still remember when I was 16 and 21. By the way, 25 was my favorite age, I think, for, for some reason. But once it's gone, it's gone, and you can't go backward, you can only go forward. And it's never to be retrieved again. And so the question is, how will you use your time? Or how have you used your time? The more that time passes, the less in the future that you have. In fact, how many of you guys have this expression where you say, don't waste my time. My time is precious, right? The guy calls up on the phone and wants to sell you something. You say, hold on, I'm sorry, I'm not interested. I have, my time's really, you don't want because you realize time is precious as well. We don't know how much time we'll have. God doesn't tell us how much time we'll have. Now, that's just a few. um, One last thing is we don't have a guarantee of the time that we have. There's no guarantee of when God will say, hey, come home. Well, if the question is, how can we make the most of our time, I have to look at my best example, and that's Jesus. Because not only did Jesus is my example, he's my Lord, he's my my shepherd, I can learn about his life. And I can also be thankful, because here's what Jesus does. Jesus is able to take, here's the thing, sometimes people come to the Lord at a later stage in life. And they, or they've gone through a, a, a journey of wandering or rebellion or whatever, and then they come to Christ and they regret the past of all those wasted years. But what the Lord is able to do, He's able to take those whatever time you have left and make them expand in eternity. Okay, you think about the man on the the thief on the cross lived his life not in a good way, right? He's on the cross, he's being crucified for being a thief, and at the last hours of his life, he realizes. First of all, he realizes he's there for a reason, he accepts that, but then he realizes, hey, this is Messiah, and he believes in Jesus. His past failures do not get carried forward into eternity because he places his faith in Christ. Jesus is able to put a pause on the past failures and not have it hold against you in eternity. Does that make sense? Which I'm grateful for because, Lord, remember me when you go into your kingdom. You'll be with me today in paradise. And we read about Him. But God is able to use whatever little time we have and say, okay, I can make it expand. Just like the fish and the loaves, I can make it expand for His glory. Christ is our example of how to use time. We see Him at age 12 being in the temple questioning and asking and conversing with the the teachers and confounding them. And He's 12 years old. And they come and His family says, where have you been? And He says, didn't you know that I had to be about my father's business? Right off the bat, Jesus knew that his time was limited. He knew that his time was limited as we start early. Listen, God has put us each on this earth for a reason it is to love people, it is to know him, to follow him, it is to, do, think, to invest our lives in eternal things. The Word of God is eternal, and people are eternal. So the priorities of our life ought to match up with the priorities that what Christ has followed as as well. He put his priority in the Word of God. I mean, he is the Word of God in his ministry. And in people, preparing people for eternity. He calls us to to do the same. Christ spends a lot of time in prayer because he realizes that in order to do that mission from God, he has to hear from God. He spends time in prayer, which tells me It's good to spend time in prayer to get direction from God. He knows his mission. Spread the word, salvation of souls, and selecting the disciples. He also knows his time is short because he says, my hour has not come, my hour has not come, my hour has come. And that says, now his hour has come. And if you think about the time that he lived, only 30 some odd years What he did in those three years, three and a half years of ministry impacted the rest of eternity. So Christ is my example of how to use my time. Everything he did was deliberate in, in that knowledge, that whether it was preparation or whether it was doing the ministry. Um, now, does that mean, because I tend to be intense, I oh, got. I tend to be intense, okay? I tend to be like like, to you know. Sharon and I are very opposite. Sharon's a very relaxed person. I'm a high strong like that. Do Now let's march on, right? So does that mean everyone has to do like that? No. Because you'll burn out. Does that mean that your time is, is every second is... Okay, doing the workout, doing like this, like really intense thing. Because there's time for different things. There's time to work. There's time to rest. There's time. It's the general course of your life, and the selections that you make in your life, the people and the things you do, are they investing for eternity? Okay, I have to learn because there's two sides of the coin. One side is is where you say I'm so relaxed, I do very little, and the other side is I'm such a workaholic that I don't get a chance to rest. We see Jesus doing both. We see him doing the Father's work, but we also see him resting, right? Taking time with the fellows and going fishing and talking, being with people, investing in them, knowing that that it's a long-term commitment. It's 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 a long-term thing, right? He, that's how he spends his time. Does that make sense? Now, oh boy. I'm trying to keep myself on a limited time, because <laughs> I realize that if I go over 35 minutes, listen, time out, okay, time out. Can I do a time out here, real fast? Okay, stop right here. Listen, when I listen to the sermons, this is truth, okay? I gotta just tell you the truth. When I listen and I go and I listen to edit and to, you know, get it, take out the ums, the spaces like that, speaking an hour is that's tiresome for a listener. I, I listen to my sermons and I'm like, man, I, mentally, I'm am te- listening to myself teaching, and 35 minutes in, I'm tired. So, guess what? I'm going to start doing you guys a favor and speaking shorter sermons. Okay, not 25 minutes, 35 minutes. How's that? Okay, good. Okay. So how do I how do I make the most of my time? Paul says. Be wise, this is, a, this is what wisdom is, it's making the most of my time, and how do I do this? Of course, it's following Christ's example, it's being deliberate and spending my time in the eternally important things. First is your relationship with Christ, that is the most important thing in your life, is your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's, not, that's why we're here. I mean, I mean we're going we're gonna to see him, right? And we're gonna, I don't know about you, but uh, Lord, when I die... I want Jesus to be the first person I see. I don't want some, no offense to loved ones that are going to come to see, I want, I want Jesus, all right? Because I didn't spend all these years of my life to go see, I want to see Jesus first, right? I don't want to be, that's just me. I want to spend time, I want to say, where's Jesus? I want to spend time with Jesus. I want to spend eternity with Jesus. Yeah, i see loved ones and friends, and, but we all, the focus of attention is Jesus, right? So I want to get to know Jesus now. Walk with Him now, so that when I die, it'll be just a continuation of what we started down here. That's my desires, and I also want other people to join with us, right? That's the second thing. We deliver it in loving people and helping them know Jesus. We think about a hundred years from now, a thousand years from now, a million years from now. What's going to matter? Jesus and the people that you brought to him, right? I hope, I hope someday that we can all gather in heaven and say, hey, John, I want you to meet somebody that came to Christ because I told them about Jesus and they came to Christ and now they're here and yeah, here's some people I've met and you know we can all have this big, huge family union, right? That's what it's going to be about. We're not going to, listen, the things we worry about so much are going to be nothing a thousand years from now, a billion years from now. One second after your death, the things we worry about often aren't going to matter. Jesus says one of the things we can do, spending our time with, uh, spending our time doing, is doing the things that lay up treasures in heaven: giving, praying, ministering, caring serving, following, surrendering. You know, the blessings that we will enjoy in eternity are because of the decisions we make in time. The blessings that we will enjoy in eternity will be because of the the decisions we make in time. So I don't know about you. God has given us this wonderful gift of time. I want to use my time, and I'm learning this, guys. I'm learning this personally. That's why when I want to read the scripture and I study. I'm like, Lord, help me learn this. Help me get this because I want to get it right. I want to. I want to grow. I want to, you know. And I and and. I'm driving my car, and somebody comes to my mind. Okay, I want to pray for that person. I don't want to waste my time doing other stuff. Okay, it's cool to listen to music and listen to this or that, but I want, I want to talk to you, God. I want, I want people to know you. I want to come into work and give people a smile or love or something that's going to attract them to Jesus, you know, and, and the person uh, at the restaurant, because it's just not here, at the restaurant, when I say hello to the waitress, say, hey, what's your name? Or, the, or whoever else at the, at, the, at the supermarket, and you get to know people, and they get to know you, and here comes John and Sharon. You know, oh, we love John and Sharon. We go to the same restaurants all the time, and they know us, and we, we, they know who we are. And we try, take time to love them and, and hopefully be, to be a light to them. I want that to matter, and I want um, my time to be spent so that God use me to impact this person that I know is not a Christian, Okay. I want to use my time that, that way. So, how have I spent my time? How have I spent my time thus far in my life? Fill in the blank. If I could go back in time, I would change blank. Or if I can go back in time, I would do this differently. Now, maybe you filled in blank with somebody that's passed along, but maybe you could say, okay, I can't do that then. I can't go back in time, but I can make a decision. Lord, I'm going to follow you in a, in a different way. I want to represent you in a special way. I read a story of, on the internet. I read all kinds of stories. on It, um, it was an account of these nurses that had these amazing testimonies of people when they were on their deathbed and they would share with the nurses the things they re- that they regretted. And it was, and I didn't bring the list today, I should have brought the list, but one of the things was time spent with people, relationships, they wish they would have had relationships with certain people and not worried so much about certain things. If I can go back in time, how would I live differently? Now, Christ says, or Paul says, rather, we can make the most of our time because the days are evil. We know that, th- that this generation and this world can pull us to the side, left or right, and can discourage us and distract us and get us off, off track. Some of us have been off track for quite a while. And God is just now bringing us back. And we've, we've had a journey that we've experienced and God is bringing us back. God allowed that. Don't regret that because it it was in your life and God can use that for His glory. And God can use those mistakes, those past sins, those past uh, bad decisions for His glory. It's that sheep that has wandered off from the shepherd that the shepherd finds that sticks the closest to the shepherd. And Christ can make even that wasted years be fruitful for your life. He can make those wasted years be fruitful for your life because it can be a testimony to others. It can be used as a way of humbling you, as a way of, of teaching you about His faithfulness and His goodness and His kindness and His gentleness. So don't regret the past, but praise God for where He's brought you to and where He's leading you to. Okay? For what He's brought you from, where He's leading you to. The benefits will be, of course, that if we plan for eternity, <clears throat> if we plan for eternity, if we live our lives making the most of our time because our days are evil, it'll be a wise walk where there'll be great rejoicing in heaven when we get there. And guess what, guys? I'm going to stop now. I'm going to stop the time. I'm going to stop the clock. And, and, uh, and, and praise the Lord because I praise the Lord for this time we get to have every week. I praise the Lord for for the uh, for the people that are here and the people that God has placed in my life, who different in different stages of my life, directed me and helped me along and, and helped me to Christ. And I want to pass that along to other people. I want to use my time to not look with regret at the past but with Jesus looking forward and saying, okay, Christ, Lord Jesus, lead us. Lead me. And let's bring more. Right, right? Let's live with eternity in mind, knowing that life is like that, and we get the opportunity now to impact the future forever. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you that you have given us... Um, You've given us opportunities in this life, Lord, to do great good and to follow Jesus, and, and I'm just thank you for the times that that uh, you have uh, spoken to my life and for um, for the example of Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for for taking me out of the pit, and you've uh, taken a lot of us out of of darkness.